You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I had teased this week, guys, and I was able to get you guys something special here for the Thanksgiving <laughs> week. So Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, we're going to sit down here uh, with, Jay, uh, with Joe Schobert for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. First things first, um, before we get into it a little bit, Joe, uh, the last time the linebackers had two consecutive games with two interceptions was 2006. Hey, when you guys got uh, Taki Taki and Mac and stuff, do you watch like a cursory amount of college film to get a sense of where they where they come from? Uh, no, not really. Um, I couldn't tell you. I mean, obviously, I've seen some Alabama stuff the last couple of years because they played a lot, but uh, didn't really watch too much about them from college. You know, it doesn't really translate too well to the NFL. I mean, obviously, a little things athleticism, but never know how a guy's going to be till he gets here. Right. The only reason I mentioned that is because Taki Taki at least took a similar path you did in terms of, you know, you played that sort of Sam position at Wisconsin where you were a heavy pass rusher who did some linebacker stuff. And he was a full-on edge rusher for a couple of years and then became sort of that Sam guy. And now he's trying to learn how to do all that stuff in space. You already, you, you've been learning. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't know. I thought he played a little middle linebacker in college, so that that just goes to show I didn't know exactly what he was doing over there at BYU. But uh, yeah, um, I think it's uh, especially when you're not a super tall or big guy. Some of the NFL playing every down edge rusher is a, a tough ask, especially if you don't have the measurable traits of long arms and long levers and stuff. But he's done a great job this year. Of uh, I mean, every rookie coming in the NFL has a, a huge learning curve. Um, you can just see when he gets out there when he's going full speed. He's got a lot of power behind his pads and he gets going downhill, uh, attacking ball carriers. He can make plays. Yeah, you don't get a whole lot. We don't get a whole lot of him yet, but the the little tastes we get are fun. Yeah, he's definitely taking a little bit bigger role, kind of small steps every week into a little bit bigger roles, especially when other teams uh, do a lot of bigger personnel groups where we have three linebackers on the field. Um, he's getting a lot more reps uh, in those situations, and he's been doing a good job. You like sort of being that uh, mentor slash coach slash you know, guy who has to take control of everything? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just part of the job just to try to make sure everybody – I mean, I've never really had to do it too much so far because I'm usually working – the last couple of years I was working with Jamie Collins and Kirko, both older, more experienced guys. Um, so it's definitely been a little bit different, but it's fun, especially uh, trying to get Mac. <laughs> Mac's always out there having fun in practice, dancing around and doing his thing. Um, at the same time, trying to learn his job and uh, – be accountable in his position every single day. Um, so it's been a lot of fun uh, bringing him along because he's a he's a good uh, good natured dude and he was trying his best uh, to get everything down. And when you see him on the field, knowing what he's doing, um, letting his athleticism take over, he's got a lot of plays he can make. When he makes a mistake, does it feel you know because of what you're trying to do, you know you're trying to sort of get him to see the game the way you do? Does it almost like hurt you in the sense that you feel like you almost made the mistake? No, not necessarily. It's just uh, like and everybody makes mistakes on on the game day. A coach once told me, football is not a perfect game played by perfect people. There's going to be mistakes. You just got to keep on uh, flush them and move on and make the next play that comes your way. So I think that's the biggest thing I try to instill in Mac and Taki especially is like you're going to make mistakes. Everybody on the other side of the ball is an NFL football player. They get paid a lot of money to play this game. They belong here. They're going to be here. No matter how good you are, you're going to get beat at some point in your career, even if you're the best at your position. Um, 
So you just got to learn how to take those losses and flush them. And when the play comes your way the next time, you do your job and you make a play. You've obviously been criticized quite a bit. I'm sure you, you, you've heard this over and over about missed tackles. What has been sort of your process? Obviously, you had the hamstring last year, but it seems like you made a concerted effort to really improve that and, and the results speak for themselves mm-hmm. this year. What does that process sort of look like for you in terms of just finding ways to, to make sure you don't miss those opportunities? And some of them, I think, are honestly a result of you, you, you sort of find your way in the back end of plays and you end up diving at things. I think some of those are called missed tackles when they're plays that you probably weren't going to make and you're just trying like hell to get there? Yeah, I think, uh, especially last year with my hamstring, that I didn't really trust it the rest of the season. So when you get into a specific proximity to a running back, you end up where I ended up diving a lot, trying to get him down as fast as possible when I got into whatever close proximity. I think this year, there's a better fo- focus more on angles, trying to take better angles to the ball, because a lot of quick guys uh, cut back um, a lot in this NFL. So... Uh, and then not not diving as early, just running through the tackle or running through the guy and trusting that a teammate's going to uh, force him to cut back or the sideline will get there, so he's going to have to change his stride at a certain point. Um, and not, try, not trying, making a concerted effort not to dive as much to, to get a guy down just a little bit quicker. Um, Joe, you came in here and obviously played a lot as a younger player. Um, now you're kind of, you know, you've become the teacher of the classroom. What's it like, you know, when it, and it just goes to show how quickly rosters transition in the NFL? You know, what's it like for you only in your fourth year now, but kind of to base, basically be one of, you know, the senior elder statesman of this group? Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Every year, the turnover, you never quite get used to it. Like in the offseason, I feel like when everybody gets, there's 90 guys on the roster, and it's like that for six months out of the year, you kind of forget that during the season or at the end of training camp, the roster over the roster turnover every year, you're going to lose guys that you never expect to lose. You're going to, people are going to be in and out of positions, in and out of the team. Um, so it's just, it's crazy how much it turns over and how fast it turns over. Like from my draft class is only me and Higgy left on the team, I think. So that's, that's four years ago. Um, and we had 15 guys drafted and that's not counting the undrafted guys who are on the team. So it's just a, it's a process, but I think uh, going in four years in, I've uh, got a lot of experience playing against a lot of different players. I think this year I've played against every single team now once we play against the Cardinals in a couple of weeks in the NFL. So um seen a lot of stuff. So I've got a lot of experience, been in a couple of different schemes. So it's uh, a lot of information I can impart on young guys on what I've seen, what I've learned, and hopefully things like that I can uh, impress on them and help bring them along. What is the most satisfying play for you to make in a game? Because obviously you've made a ton. Obviously you have four interceptions the last couple of weeks. I wish you sold a little bit to make those two last week look a little bit more difficult for some style points. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you've made some outstanding plays, but, like, you've obviously been able to get to the quarterback. You've been able to, you know, go out and destroy swing passes and think, stuff like that. So what is sort of that, that play where you're sitting there going, man, that's, that's 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 what it's all about i think uh well interceptions are a big one it's uh it's kind of like sacks they say turnovers come in bunches sacks come in bunches i feel like i've been in good spots like my whole career um in the last couple of weeks it just kind of paid a dividends just getting the bounces coming my way um which it felt for me like a long time coming but uh from a week-to-week basis i think the best ones are the ones that you see on film you 
you practice throughout the week like a specific run play that's kind of a difficult scheme and as soon as the other team gets a line in it you're so you alert uh like i alert another the other linebackers are what i think is coming and when they run the play and you blow it up in the backfield either whether it's me or somebody else those are the plays that you really feel good good about them the majority of the people the fans don't probably un, like see anything special in plays like that except for a run stop but uh it's stuff like that where you really feel good or a, a breaking up a pass when you know a specific rub route's coming or something like that. What's it like to see Sione Takitaki and Mac Wilson make it through this year as rookies, knowing you've been there, uh, you know, when they're younger guys that you got your back. I mean, you've got their back trying to make them work. And obviously, you know, a lot was put on Mac Wilson's plate a lot earlier than maybe anybody was expecting. Yeah. I mean, the rookie year is always quite the uh, struggle coming in because as soon as you're done with your senior year of college, you're a, uh, getting right into combine training, you're moving somewhere new, you're working out, you're going to the combine pro bowl, uh, the senior bowls, all that jazz. So uh, it's a long haul and it it definitely can wear on you. Um, But these guys, both of them have been very eager, I'd say the whole year, just to be in the meetings, to be in the NFL, go to practice, make improvements and try to get better. So I think uh, it's just going to be good for them, especially Mac getting thrown in the fire early in the season when Kirk went down, like you said, um, you can see how much he's grown over the season just in terms of his play. And the biggest jump is always from the first year to the second year. So it'll be exciting to see how far those guys can take it. Yeah, it was actually a shame because Christian Kirksey for the literally got to play this year. It looked like, you know, quickness and all that type of stuff. And But, I mean, look, it's, you know, everybody knows how unfair the league can be sometimes. Go ahead, Pete. Well, I mean, with that, I mean, you, you obviously come in with Chris Kirksey, who's sort of, you know – to say he bleeds brown and orange at this point almost sells what he, you know, his, his, you know, sort of the amount he's bought into this community short. I mean, what is he sort of, you know, imparted to you coming from Wisconsin where you've got, you know, a, a sub- substantial brotherhood of linebackers, defensive players in general, in, in terms of what that means, what is Kirksey's impact been on you as far as sort of bringing you into Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, I've, there's a, little, there's, a, there's a little bond being Big Ten linebackers coming from the Big Ten Conference, uh, which everybody knows probably is the best conference uh, in, in the country. <laughs> uh, That'll so well on this show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, uh, I mean, Kirk was definitely a, a born natural leader, so when you come in, you just kind of see the way he carries himself throughout the uh, the building, what he's, when he gets up in front of the team and, and prints a message that he thinks is important. Just the way he naturally carries himself, I think, is the biggest impact he had on me when I first got here and I mean, we had another guy Demario Davis my rookie year who I think Kirko was learning from a little bit who uh, did many of the same things and just to see Kirko step up into that role and kind of grow himself uh, was definitely uh, one of the things I took from it. We're going to get to a little bit more here with Joe Schobert. Uh, just a reminder, the fine folks over at DoorDash, maybe you don't need them Thursday, maybe Wednesday night when you're doing so much work. They're there to help out and get you a little something to eat as you're busting your butt getting ready for Thursday. Download the app, whether on Google, whether on iTunes, $5 off your first $15 or more when you use the promo code Locked On. Oh, okay. The, the last couple of weeks, they've really sort of expanded your, your, your role. They've, they've allowed you to do things. And I'm sure some of that is is gaining more trust in Mac Wilson that he can sort of protect uh, behind you in some of those holes, but it's, it's getting back to a little bit of what you did at Wisconsin in some of those games, like when you dominated against Iowa and Alabama, where they're letting you sort of line up as an edge rusher 
and, you know, be a little bit of an overload package, which has produced a lot of results. I mean, what's, what's it like been getting back to that? And do you feel like you're, you're sort of being utilized maybe to more to the full extent of what you can do with this team now as everybody's getting a little more comfortable in the scheme? Um, maybe a little bit, but I think for the most part, it's, uh, getting everybody on the same page communication wise, obviously with the fiascos we've been having the last couple of weeks in terms of people who can't play, can't play people who've gotten injured. Um, we've been hit hard with injuries this year. They've just been kind of mixing it up on third downs because we got to get the most able body guys we can out there. And so those packages have been more geared to doing uh, different things for presenting different looks, but I've actually mostly been doing the same stuff covering tight ends and backs out of the backfield with Mac. Um, and then it just depends on the formations and what, if specific blitzes are called, if my back gets eaten up by a blitz that lets me rat in the middle of the field or something. Um, so it's definitely, uh, I've been doing most, most of the same stuff, but I think it's just a true testament to how the defense and the teams come together in terms of communication, everybody being on the same page, understanding and executing at a high level, which has allowed uh, a lot of people to make a lot of plays. Now, they had talked during the broadcast on Sunday, Joe, where, you know, you guys have started to put the emphasis on it's, you know, it's win and it's continue to win, you know, that maybe your playoff window has already started now. Uh, you know, you travel down to Pittsburgh. Obviously, this is always one of the most difficult matchups anyway. Tough place to play. What's it like to go down there so quickly after what went on on Thursday night football? Is it is is there any way any way any positives that can possibly come from it? Maybe the fact that maybe now they're on to yet another th- quarterback down there, but the fact it was just a, a really rough night and like the word you said, fiasco. And here you are, you know, sixteen, seventeen days removed from it, going to face that same team again. Yeah, I think one of the biggest differences in the NFL is you play teams multiple times a year, multiple teams multiple times a year, and sometimes like this week it's on a one game turnaround where we played one each played one other team and now we're back playing each other. Um, so that makes it quick. It definitely feels a little different um, when you go down there, uh, but it's nothing, nothing out of the ordinary in terms of a road trip, in my opinion, uh, it's just going to be a little bit different with their uh, other quarterback that they're having play. Um, but I feel like that's just going to make them do what they try to do best. Um, their top run plays their top pass plays. They're going to try to run the ball. Uh, a lot with the get the running game established so play action uh, pass is a young quarterback's best friend or any quarterback's best friend really um, so I think to, they'll try to take advantage of that and I think our coaches a couple of weeks ago did a good job of impressing upon us uh, what they try to do best and how we're going to take a, that stuff away so I think that's going to be the same message we have this week and we can just focus on playing the football game we gotta let all the other outside noise all the other things that are going on around the NFL or on the media um, just do with it. They can worry about all that stuff. We got to worry about playing the actual game. And I think we'll be all right if we do that. Uh, obviously the Ravens right now, in particular their offense is sort of the talk of the league and everybody's talking about, well, who can stop the Ravens? You guys did it. So <laughs> what is it you guys feel like you were able to do that was sort of able to slow them down enough to allow you guys to, 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 to turn in that kind of dominant performance in their building? Yeah, I think uh, we were the most physical team on the field that day. Um, there's a lot of disruptive plays. I think there's uh, every D tackle who played had a TFL in the backfielder who was blowing stuff up. And, I mean, Lamar Jackson's a special being, a special cat back there. 
Um, so just being able to limit him and in the run game, uh, we were able to do a good job of that, um, not let him get out too much and then take advantage of it when he started to run the ball, trying to hit uh, passes down the field. We got a couple tips and interceptions and then forced a couple fumbles and the turnovers are probably the biggest key because they drove the ball a little bit, they moved the ball a little bit, but we are always able to keep them for the most part, uh, clear of the end zone in important times and then get the ball back to our offense when we needed it. And our offense did a great job of getting explosive plays all day and scoring a lot of points. And, and you mentioned the defensive tackles. And obviously one of the big moves the Browns made this offseason was bringing in Sheldon Richardson. And it feels like his play has been picking up the past month. Obviously had a big game against the Dolphins. What has that done for you, putting him next to Larry Ogunjobi and just up that the, the more talent they've had in the middle that has sort of helped you have, you know, the, the year you're having? Yeah, I mean, obviously when the defensive line has as many threats as our defensive line has had all year long, it, it provides a, a lot of coverage for a middle linebacker, inside linebackers when they're eating up double teams. I mean, uh, the offensive line can't get off as fast and try to climb the second level and cut the linebackers off. So it allows more space for us to roam and, penetrate uh, versus some running plays. And I think they've done a great job this year of being disruptive, demanding attention, and that allows, like I said, us to play fast over the top. Um, over the last three weeks, the offenses really start to hit their mark. Um, whether or not that coincides with Kareem Hunt starting to be here. But, um, in the, you know, the first week, you know, he was blocking some and starting to get more and more involved. But you see him coming with a juice, and it looks a lot like a guy who, you know, basically had to miss two months of football. You know, what are your impressions of him thus far as a teammate, as a player? But it just seems, you know, in you know, you try to connect the dots to where this offense is playing over these last three weeks. It seems to be, you know, the one thing you can kind of point to is number 27. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's a whole collective group effort, but there's definitely something to be said for having fresh legs in the NFL at any point in the season. Uh so he's been a, a little bit of a spark for the offense and whether that makes the opposing defenses focus a little bit on him when he's in the game and then allowing things to open up for other people, I can't take. I don't know what the other defenses are specifically focusing on, but our offense has definitely been playing better the last couple of weeks. And the biggest thing is limiting turnovers, um, not giving the other team the ball as much in uh, spots or threatening uh, spots to score. And our defense has been able to get some turnovers and get the back to our offense in positions, and they've been taking advantage of it and scoring a lot of touchdowns. What's the biggest difference preparing for a team like the Steelers for you guys as, as position players, as opposed when you just played them a week, you know, week and a half ago? You know, what what is the change for you guys having just seen, you know, with with rare exception, you know, injury, suspension, whatever. A couple guys won't be there, but for the most part, it's the same guys you played against a week and a half ago. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you definitely have to go in and uh, look at, well, especially when we played a game two weeks ago, look at the things that they did well in the game because that's something they're going to try to come back and replicate against us this time. And then overall, your study habits. I mean, I've been playing against a lot of these guys, especially the offensive line and some of the skill guys for um, – for what four years now and you definitely get a feel for the formations for things that they like to do um uh plays they like to run out of specific sets and i think when you play a team two weeks quick turnaround they're going to probably try to get something especially when you're not on the winning end they're going to try to throw in some new wrinkles here and there and maybe a couple trick plays to get some big passes or uh get some points if they can so you definitely have to be on your p's and q's when all that stuff uh, comes up and 
but like I said, it's a quick turnaround. We've just studied them right before. Um, so there's going to be a lot of similar repeat stuff that we're going over uh, again this week. Uh, do want to thank Joe here. Everybody check out ZaboApparel.com. Get yourself the show up shirt. I've learned about Zabo through, uh, you know, Joe's t-shirt over there and through Joe and his wife promoting them. Go ahead. Make sure you're checking out Zabo Apparel. Um, I just got one last one thing, and I don't know if Pete's going to. But, Joe, it is Thanksgiving week. The debates, the takes on Thanksgiving. Joe, and I know you take care of yourself well. Do you let yourself indulge on Thanksgiving? And if you do, what is Joe Schobert hitting up on the table? What are Joe's favorite parts of the Thanksgiving Day meal? Uh, I'm not a huge Thanksgiving meal guy. Um, when you make a good juicy turkey, I like the turkey. But a lot of times, turkey is really hard to cook, so it comes out dry. Uh I'm not a huge turkey guy, but potatoes and gravy are, are big for me. Um, green bean casserole is pretty good. I like that. And then if somebody makes a, a sweet potato, like a brown sugar marshmallow topped sweet potato casserole, that's probably the best thing that I'll I'll go for. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, I echo his sentiment on the sweet potato casserole. It's good stuff. It's actually funny. Yeah, you and Pete do have the similar tastes. Um, we're gonna let you go here, Joe. We know it's your day off. Um, first, uh, again, it, you know, in person, congratulations to you and your wife. Uh, expecting the little show. Um, all the best of luck with that here. Um, I just hope you know that it's 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 gonna be a while till you can get to that phase of it because you're gonna hopefully have a busy January. Um, and as far as whatever Joe's future may be, there's a lot of talk on special uh, social media. I can tell you one thing, Joe, Pete Smith and Jeff Lloyd, we'd love to keep covering you as a Cleveland Brown for as long as possible. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. All right. All the best, Joe. Good luck Sunday. Guys, this has been Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. We are th- so thankful to Joe Schobert for joining us here. Uh, everybody hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, you know, we'll be back with other shows this week, but just wanted to get something special for you guys up this week. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.